rejection is inevitable. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamilyFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and militaracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're flabbergasted and grateful that you are present on another manliness rally. This is going to be the start of another series, another in our light raft series. This one touches on the topic of the gospel and rejection. And we're using the main title for this series, Orphan King. Our main biblical reference is going to be from St. Mark 15 verses 33 to 34 with our key verse being verse 34 in the Holy Bible. Now this exhortation represents what we believe God allowed us here to capture here on the topic of the gospel and rejection and as 1 Thessalonians 5 verse 21 proposes in the Holy Bible, we suggest thorough personal examination and scrutiny before any application of this course content. Questions and comments can be submitted to connect at familyfamily.com. So this series is going to be touching on the topic of rejection and we are essentially seeking to improve the management of rejection we have lots of examples of families that do not know how to handle rejection parents that do not know how to handle this issue and how to teach children about rejection and how to manage this unavoidable phenomenon so what is rejection and what we understand here is that humans have a strong fear of this concept called rejection and we generally tend to mismanage this unavoidable issue and phenomenon rejection is understood as the dismissing or refusal to accept a person a proposal a behavior an idea etc and also rejection refers to the spurning of a person's affections now, a related issue of fear is often seen as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that some, someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain or a threat. Fear, however, properly managed, produces caution. <clears throat> when mismanaged, it leads to various negative outcomes such as school shootings and depression. Another related concept, hope, is the belief that something good or something positive will happen and in some way affect me and those close to me, while fear is the belief that something negative or harmful will occur and in some way affect me and those related to me. Therefore, fear is negative hope, mathematical term, fear is hope's modulus. Those who love don't surrender to, but defeat fear through its proper management. Now, fear and rejection are twins, as rejection often follows fear and leads to isolation, fear, and insecurity, and this produces even more rejection, and the cycle continues, leaving a tsunami of school shootings, social terrorism, gangsterism, weak churches, churches and suicidal kids for our society to endure. So we have introduced this topic of rejection and related phenomena such as 
fear and hope and we are going to be continuing hopefully in the next segment if life is, if life is spared on the issue of the results of rejection we believe this is a very important topic because parents generally don't teach rejection to their children and children grow up and not just children but even adults uh, still have a mis understanding of this concept of rejection we seem to feel that people owe us attention and there is a long a strong entitlement that goes along with many families and rejection is a good way of learning acceptable behavior and unacceptable behavior and when people are rejected especially even children in an early age they can learn how to manage that properly so essentially what we want persons to understand from this light raft series is that there is there are positives and negatives of rejection and we're going to tie this to the gospel because christ himself was rejected and that was in it's in a sense a very good thing because his rejection led to our salvation and this is something that we can see how christ managed that and we have an acronym that we're going to teach that will hopefully be helpful to you in teaching the management the proper management of rejection to your children and yourselves so listen out for the next segment rejection is a good thing Lincoln here from Turn to Burn Family.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and illiteracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're present on another manliness rally. This rally is on the, the topic of rejection and it's continuing from the previous segment where we started to describe a little bit about rejection. We said that rejection is inevitable. It's an inevitable part of life. We defined rejection in the previous segment. And we ended that segment on the, the main point that we can better manage rejection. And the gospel of Jesus Christ is a story that includes the proper management of rejection. We see in our society today a lot of issues where one parents do not teach rejection to their children parents a lot of times let me not generalize but many parents some parents do not properly teach their children how to manage rejection we see school shootings we see a lot of the teenage suicide that is going on in many of the western societies and a lot of that is traced back heavily to mismanagement of rejection so in the previous segment we said that missed that rejection is inevitable and now we in this segment we want the persons in our vocal range to understand that rejection is a good thing and sometimes the the society does not understand clearly the purpose of rejection and biblically there were a lot of issues around rejection that encouraged the use of this practice in the social in the society to to disincentivize or to encourage persons to move away from what is defined as bad behavior in the bible for example there was exile exile where you are banished from the community where you have to leave your home you have to leave your city 
and you have to go and wander in somewhere away from the community you were not allowed to engage with the community to fellowship with the community you could not see your family and friends if your behavior was not socially acceptable and that was one form of mosaic punishment persons understood that you are in this society you're in our communal system you're in our family unit because you conform to what is called good behavior and if you don't conform to this good quote-unquote good behavior and the definition of good and bad it was based on what mat what matched the mosaic law you're not to have any false gods you're not to create any gods and bow down before them you are to honor your mother and father you are not to be covetous or what we say in the island bad mind you are not to commit adultery sleeping with somebody else's wife you're not to be promiscuous sexually you are not to steal etc you are to honor your parents if i didn't say that before you are to respect the sabbath and you go down the list and that mushroomed into over 600 statutes and ordinances laws and regulations to support the main thing that we should love one another and we should honor god we should love the lord our god with all our heart soul mind and strength love our neighbor as ourselves anyone falling outside of that was called bad and was rejected based on the law now it is also this concept of rejection is also under christ is also a, a, a teaching under christ where christ teaches in the new testament even in his reign uh, which is now we're under the messianic reign of christ and the church is one element of that reign persons were punished if it is that they were reprimanded for bad behavior in the church and they continue to they continue with that bad behavior i believe it's in matthew 18 and he says if you get a witness go to the person they still don't want to change whatever the bad behavior was and then you reprimand them in front of the church then the next step was to banish the person and to treat them like a reprobate or publican or something like that so rejection was also is also a way of addressing bad behavior even under christ so if it is that the biblical doctrine does regard rejection as an acceptable part of our of our life we can understand how to properly manage this issue so we're making the point that there is a rejection a purpose of rejection which is to disincentivize or to penalize bad behavior so persons can see that being a part of our society being a part of our group being a part of our family is actually a privilege it is not a right there is no entitlement for you to be a part of this family or a part of this society if it is that you want to be a part of the family then you must meet the acceptable behavior of the family if not you will be rejected and if you want to find out a little bit more about the results of mismanaging rejection we encourage you to be a part of the next segment Christians embrace rejection. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush your femininity and aspire to domestic excellence. We are grateful that you are present on this manliness rally. We are continuing on the topic of rejection, the Orphan King series on Light Raft, which talks about how to properly manage rejection. We 
are trying to address the issue of the, the poor management of rejection and we're seeing this epidemic of teenage suicide, of school shootings, of drug abuse, pregnancy, of fathers that are absent, 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 uh, absent fathers, etc. A whole range of issues that are leading, especially younger or the younger persons in our society, leading them into dealing with the issue of rejection and they are we find a lot of our youths especially are not properly handling rejection are mismanaging rejection in their lives we see even not just youths but middle-aged persons that are going through divorce and not even just middle-aged 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 persons having to address this issue of rejection Additionally, many persons that are called Christians or Christians have a problem with rejection. They want to, some want to follow Christ, but they don't want to be rejected by family and friends. They don't want to reject the old life. They want to essentially attach a belief in Christ and somehow manage both being a, having a sinful life without rejecting sin. They don't want to reject sin, but they want to accept Christ. So we can see that dichotomy that many people have in the in the christian faith of dealing with rejection one rejecting the rejection they may face or will face the bible does teach by those that they are, that they are close to in the world that may be family and friends maybe co-workers etc they don't want to deal with that don't, don't want to manage that rejection and also the rejection of sin Many people want not, don't want to deal with that rejection also. So it's important to understand rejection and how to manage this phenomenon, which is an essential part of life, including the Christian life. The Greek word used for, for forsaken in St. Mark 15 verse 34, for example, means to leave behind, desert, abandon, and to reject. I believe this biblical narrative here is where Christ is rejected by his God. He says, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And the, the word there in forsaken means to leave behind, desert, abandon, and to reject. So Christ was rejected by God as the Lamb of God because he had the sin of the world on him, etc. We're going to go a little bit more into that over the next couple of segments. Similarly, the Hebrew word nasa and the Greek word athiemi, which both mean forgiveness, also refer to leaving behind and are mentioned over 800 times in the Bible, showing the importance of forgiveness, rejecting, forsaking, and leaving offense behind. When we talk about forgiveness, when we talk about the word Nasa, which is forgiveness. Forgiveness is essentially rejecting the the cost of an offense where someone where you're leaving behind the wrong that someone has done. So when we forgive someone, it is a form of rejection. We reject carrying on the the punishment of this person for the wrong that they have done. For our sins to be forgiven, left behind, forsaken, and abandoned. God's lamb had to be forsaken, abandoned, rejected. There is no forgiveness without rejection. To forgive someone means that you reject the 
punishment of the wrong that they have done for you. You give that up. Rejection, you turn your back on that, that punishment, on inflicting pain to that person for the wrong they have done. God forsook and rejected our sins on Christ, his lamb, so we could be forgiven. The Bible teaches that Christian life is one of holding firm to God and forsaking or rejecting our sin nature, that is repentance. So again, rejection is an important part of rejection, of, of repentance. Rejection is no, there's no repentance without rejection. You cannot say you're a Christian without rejecting your old life without rejecting the way you used to think before and if it is that we are simply as persons who want to love christ saying that we want to love christ but we also want to love the world which speaks to we're not talking about the world as in the earth we're saying world as in the system that promotes the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life that's in first john 2 16 we cannot love the lord and love lusting after the flesh love lost enough to our eyes meaning that we are, are are competitive and jealous and we cannot love the lord or covetous and we cannot love the lord and want to be obsessed with the pride of life arrogant and we want to be arrogant in and and be pleasurable in the things of this world without being pleasurable in the things of god so rejection is a part of repentance the Bible further describes church, what they call church, the elect, the chosen ones, the anointed ones, the holy ones, the saints, as an assembly of people who believe in love so much that they jointly face and address real uncomfortable issues that could lead to their rejection. And if you return after the break, we'll continue on this topic. the big deal about rejection Lincoln here from turn to burn famtyfamily.com's transformational man cave where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and aspire to domestic excellence continuing on this manliness rally on the teaching of the on this light raft on rejection orphan king series and we're dealing with rejection and we're grateful that you are present in the previous segment, we made the point that Christians, Christians, people who believe in Yahweh, Elohim's son, Christ, Jesus of Nazareth, and that through him we can become love again. Those, those persons are actually em, are persons who embrace rejection. We have turned our back on our old man. We have rejected our old mindset. We reject holding people hostage to the sins of to the 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 mistakes and offenses of their past because god himself rejected our own sins on christ his son the the offenses against him and so rejection is a part an important part of the christian doctrine the gospel that we can reject our old man the gospel the good news that we can turn our back we can totally spurn our affections totally this this turn our turn our attention away from and hate and have no dealing with who we were before 
that is an important and critical aspect of the gospel rejection of the past rejection of our old mindset so the, the what's the big deal about rejection it is an important element of the gospel of the christian doctrine of christ and we said that church is uh what they call church or the assembly of people here who believe in yahweh's son christ yahweh elohim son christ jesus of nazareth or yahushua as some hebrew people insist that christ jesus of nazareth the anointed one the painted one the one who is the lamb of god those people who believe in him they love him so much that or we love him so much that we jointly face and address real uncomfortable issues that could even lead to our rejection this is a cohort of people a group of people a community that addresses difficult subjects for example when we're dealing with sin when we're dealing with hard issues in life we are a community of people who are prepared to go toe to toe and address those issues even if people reject us we are non-compromising if persons have a problem with gossiping then we're going to deal with we're going to bring that up up front and deal with it because a, a christian community is not one that gossips we reject gossiping we reject the issue of persons who will have a problem with someone and not address it in a direct way and if there's someone who does that we reject the behavior and if that per behavior is tightly attached to someone and that person does not want to give up that behavior that person may also be rejected informing on undocumented residents for and we this is something very touchy however within a, a, a church group what you call a church group this is a group that should be abiding by the laws of the land if persons are undocumented within your 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 group this is something that you would want to encourage them to be documented help them fill out the forms make sure that they are properly documented if they don't want to be that is something that you might have to have a decision you know do we not deal with this person do we reject persons who are illegal residents and don't want to make steps to become that and that's a difficult issue that churches and which is a body of person a church doesn't have to be uh, a, a body of persons that you register etc etc with the state church a group of believers who believe in christ and that could be your family each family each messianic family indeed is a church so you should be and uh, having a situation where you accept people who abide by the laws of the land and you do not encourage illegal activity where it is that that activity is is not going against the laws of the land against the laws of christ the uh, next issue that we did so we're going through some issues that christians or church systems church groupings and congregations should not be afraid to address even if it leads to their rejection sexual immorality and sexual deviancy of all kinds ranging from divorce and fornication and uh, persons having uh, polygamy dealing with um, homosexuality bestiality pornography all of these things are sexually immoral uh, you know excessive uh, 
what you call this now lewdness in our language sexually explicit jokes all of these things are things that we want to address persons living in an unmarried sexual relationship these are all sexual immoral things generally people don't deal with these things in churches in families etc because the people people who take a hard line against these are normally rejected we should just fall in line and be hypocrites and not address difficult things Uh, substance abuse divorce heresies etc these are things that a real messianic body which is what a church is supposed to be are to be dealing with in a of course kind and loving way but we're we should take a real definitive stance on these issues even if it leads to rejection now we made so this is a big deal about rejection when we mismanage rejection we will accept things that are not supposed to be accepted because we don't want to manage the rejection that could come along with taking a hard line against these things or a hard line for loving christ because if we love christ we will not compromise even if we are rejected by society now if you stick around for the next segment we're going to go a little bit more into how rejection affects people's quality of life stick around Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, just in from another great day at the other office. I want to say thank you to all those who have favorited this station. We appreciate you on behalf of me and Tanya. Enough respect as we say in Jamaica. You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Willesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. Hello there, Turn to Burn. This is Bible Learning Cup. You know, your, your leaderboard up there talks about domestic leadership as, as part of your kind of call-in sign up there. And you know, you've always got, you, you maintain the mantra you maintain the leadership and the thread throughout your podcast. Now, people say, what's he talking about? You just got a lot of neat stuff. I appreciate you coming over, supporting over the, the cup a little bit. But more important than that, you support a lot of people. You really punch out a lot of content. I mean, I think when I get to, you know, like 15, 20, 25, 30, maybe that's enough all the people can take today. You really give, you put your heart into it. It takes a lot of work to make a site like that. Anyway, peace to you. Lord bless you, man. Bye for now. Rejection affects our quality of life. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn Family.com's Transformational Man Cave. Continuing on this Light Raft series on Orphan King, the issue of fear and rejection, and the impact of the gospel on re- the, the management of rejection. We're grateful that you are continuing with us today. We made the previous point that uh, uh, what is called a church or a body of people who share a belief that Jesus Christ of Nazareth is the Son of God, Yahweh Elohim, creator of the heavens and earth, one who created all matter, energy, space, and time, just so there's no confusion as to who we're talking about here, the only begotten Son of God. Though that 
group of people that community of people are a group of people who are we're not going to say not afraid of rejection but they embrace rejection as a part of the doctrine of christ he does tell us we're going to be rejected by the world and we know that the book of revelation talks about a time in the entire world world here not meaning the planet earth but the world meaning the group of people who are anti-christ group the group of people who believe in the lust of the flesh just do what your senses tell you to do the lust of the eyes just go after everything that you see you are to to be jealous and competitive and the pride of life those who are proud and arrogant in what they own their status in life their just their 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 hierarchy in society etc those group of people are going to turn against the body of people who believe in jesus christ so rejection is a part of the christian faith because it goes as far as the fact that we were we could reject our old man that man who was a part of the world become born again and enter the kingdom of heaven that is reject that rejection is a part of the gospel because we cannot be both lovers of mammon mammon here meaning materialism and lovers of god we have to take aside there's you can't be both pro and anti-christ pro world anti-christ you can't be both you, you know you cannot sorry you cannot be pro world and pro christ uh, so we have to pick a side which means rejecting one side so and that body of people they have to take a, a definitive stance for christ and reject behaviors that could include gossiping uh, supporting illegal doc illegal residents sex supporting sexual immorality deviancy substance abuse divorce heresies etc all these behaviors must be rejected and persons must be shown an alternative way a better way of living than these ways of behavior that people generally in some churches just think is acceptable pastor grapevine is an important element of many assemblies that claim to be christian so rejection affects our welfare rejection of apologize there and we are going to continue on the segment of rejection and welfare i had an alarm that went off and uh, it broke the transmission but lincoln continuing on our turn to burn segment here on rejection and welfare the light draft series on orphan king dealing with rejection and fear managing rejection well and we're grateful that you're continuing with us today sorry about that blip a while ago and we make the point here that rejection affects our welfare quality of life here speaks to the welfare of your life the the conditions that afflict affect sorry your welfare and your your standard of of existence on the planet excuse me so we're saying your rejection affects our welfare quality of life positively or negatively depending on what is rejected rejection of unrighteousness and sin lead i'm just reading from our text here and uh in the interest of time rejection of unrighteousness and sin leads to divine intimacy and eternal life 
Rejection of Big Macs can lead to avoidance of a heart attack. Rejection of a harlot. Harlot here means that a prostitute, a, someone, a, pro, a promiscuous person, can lead to a pure and clean life. Rejection, abandonment, and forsaking of sin, when we, that what we call repentance, has eternally positive results or outcomes or benefits, namely a relationship with Christ. As we made, we made the point already, rejection is a part of the gospel. You have to reject your old man in order to accept or receive Christ as your savior. We made a point earlier, you don't have to receive Christ as Lord. Christ is your Lord, whether you receive him or not. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory and honor of God the Father. I digressed. But the point here is that rejection is a, is a part of our quality of life. You, If you continue, if you don't reject Big Macs, then you're probably going to end up with a heart attack at some point in your life if you are overindulger of Big Macs. And if you reject sin, then you can have a relationship with Yahweh Elohim through his son Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Uh, this is very important because even for evangelism, discipleship, many so-called Christians, they fear rejection even in sharing the gospel. This is off script here a little, but one of the issues that I even deal with in my life is do I want to even open the possibility of someone rejecting the good news of Christ that, I, that is attached to me by me sharing with them i feel sometimes you know if i share the gospel with this person they're going to reject me and what i believe god is working on me with is that hey they're rejecting not you they're rejecting me they're rejecting christ when you share the gospel with someone they reject the gospel they're no you are the messenger and it's just a part of the deal people always shoot the messenger <laughs> um, but it is because of the message that you face rejection. That helps me a lot in dealing with managing rejection from sharing gospel with someone, sharing the good news of Christ, offering to disciple someone, asking for help in issues of my own, issues that I may have a problem with in my life. Because this issue of rejection can actually choke you up and prevent you from saying, hey, how are you doing? Um, is there something wrong with that? Can I share a word with you? If you see someone walking with a limp, you know, can I pray for you? Is there something wrong with your foot? And that is an important entree for you to share the gospel with this person. But we fear rejection. And often that causes us not to squeeze the trigger. And we miss the opportunity to share the love of God with someone. I meant squeezing the trigger figuratively there. Social rejection, that is abandoning someone solely because of their peer group and beliefs, can influence emotion, cognition, and even physical health. So we're moving to this point now of social rejection. We spoke a lot about spiritual rejection. Now we're moving to this issue of social rejection. Ostracized people sometimes become aggressive and can turn to violence. In 2003, Social scientist Dr. Mark R. Leary and colleagues analyzed about 15 cases of school shooters and they found that all but two suffered from social rejection. That's in Aggressive Behavior 2003 by the American Psychological, Psychological Association, APA, 
and we have the reference there in the in our doc in our light draft booklet suicide has been linked to rejection researchers klein and golub revealed that attempting suicide more than tripled for transgender adults who experience a what is called high level of familial rejection the risk for alcohol or drug abuse also rose much higher in these situations the research found and that's in health day news a 2016 article so we're making the point that there are persons who in the face of social rejection they end up going through a number of issues and one is school shootings other is the response of of um, transgender adults to rejection by their family and many of them commit higher levels of suicide now these are issues that affect clearly have devastating effect, effects on the quality of life of not just the persons rejected but just persons around them somebody just going to school on a day that somebody who has mismanaged social rejection they're rejected and they're bullied and innocent quote-unquote innocent persons who did not have anything to do with this person being bullied now are getting shot are being are being penalized are their quality of life is affected excuse me is affected because of the retaliation of some some youngster to being rejected and bullied and he you know gets his hands on an AR-15 on a Mossberg on whatever he gets his hands on and he commits mass mass homicide in his school these transgender adults because their family reject them this this research shows because of their trans, transgender life they or reject their behavior i don't know if it's rejecting the behavior or rejecting the person whatever it is they are found to be committing higher attempting higher levels of suicide it says attempting suicide more than tripled for transgender adults now this uh, this is unfortunate because you we should be able as a society and can be able the gospel says to reject behaviors and persons must can see this as a corrective way of dealing with right and wrong behavior as a, as an acceptable way let me not say corrective as an acceptable way of dealing with right and wrong behavior the issue is what is termed right termed right or good or what is termed bad behavior or evil and i we believe here in the, the messianic community in the christian faith that the word of god is that barometer of right and wrong or what is called right and wrong or good and evil we prefer to say loving and not loving behavior and <clears throat> we believe that where persons are not loving that behavior where behaviors are not loving those behaviors should be rejected and a person should be able to manage that rejection and say you know what why am i being ostracized or rejected right now i've consistently been shown love by these by persons from the christian faith or whatever and now i'm seeing that hey this behavior will not get me accepted by this society we i believe has have mismanaged people to believe that god accepts them for their behavior despite of the behavior i don't see that in the biblical narrative i don't see christ saying to people just be how you how you just be who you are the kingdom of god is here he says repent change your behavior change your mindset because the kingdom of god 
and the kingdom of heaven is here is at hand and there is no way he and then when persons don't don't repent they he encourages rejection he encourages persons not to associate with persons who do not want to change so um i'm going to leave it there for now and we're going to continue in the next segment Join the FAMTI Institute today and learn how to make better life choices by cultivating a godly mindset in our Messianic Mentorship programs. All programs are $120 per person monthly, with personal sessions $100 for individuals and $200 for family. We look forward to have you join the conversation at famtfamily.com. society is not handling rejection very well. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn FamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're continuing on this Manliness Rally, the Light Draft series, Orphan King, dealing with fear and rejection, looking at how the gospel of Jesus Christ can help us to manage rejection even better than we are before or to begin to manage it better than begin to at least manage it now we looked in the last segment at at least two case studies where there's research done showing a number of school shootings what has happened and the fact that these school shooters the bulk of them 13 out of 15 school shooters were ostracized by their colleagues by their their comrades and they did not handle it very well and the results was that people who did not even have anything to do with whether it's bullying or whatever rejection they faced were also killed we also looked at the case of transgender adults and the fact that they are committing more suicide it appears based on some of this research in health day news 2016 and they're also at more risk of alcohol and drug abuse because of the mismanagement of the rejection by their family members of their transgender lifestyle. These are not good results. These are not good outcomes. We, as the Messianic community, we love everyone. And that love will not see us comfortable with these kinds of outcomes for the transgender community, persons who identify as transgender, uh, for children who go to school. It cannot be acceptable that we are just comfortable with this kind of behavior being being addressed in this way and we are very concerned i feel well talking about for us here at family family as about the mismanagement of the rejection if a person rejects you because you're transgender for that you identify as transgender or non-binary whatever you identify as that what i mean it 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 it, it it is you're taking a, a non a, a non a, a, you're taking an, a, an action by taking your life that cannot be reversed by taking what you think are, is your life you cannot reverse that and um, it, it, I believe that this is a very mis, misguided way for persons who maybe tra- who identify as transgender etc to address rejection from their family members 
buy off their lifestyle, to commit suicide, to engage in alcohol and drug abuse. This is not a very good way of managing that. And we believe that we have an alternative way of managing that rejection through the gospel of Jesus Christ. <clears throat> anyway, the mismanagement of rejection can lead to less social interaction and intense isolation, which has various consequences. Researchers Waite and Cornwell, in an article in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior, conclude from a sample of over 3,000 people that lower levels of social connectedness is associated with lower levels of self-rated health. That is, in English, you know, researchers speak in a very convoluted way, as many people probably say I do as well. Isolated people report worse health. And that's in a, a study that we have the reference for in this slide draft. The point here is that ice, that rejection leads to people when people mismanage rejection they become more more socially isolated or less integrated less engaged less connected because of the fear or the mismanagement of rejection they fear rejection mismanage rejection and then become more isolated and when people are more isolated their health tends to decline and they are rating themselves as less healthy uh, by being isolated so we see even out now apart from school shootings apart from suicide in various alternative lifestyle groups the T lgbtqi alphabet groups these and then now we're seeing that regular persons because of fear of ice fear of rejection are reporting in this study at least are reporting that um are reporting these guys are researchers Waite and Cornwall in the Journal of Health and Social Behavior. They are concluding that people's well health are being is being is being worsened by their inability to hunt that by their social in their social isolation. With technology and that isolation, of course, is linked back to the issue of mismanaging rejection. With technology and increasing capitalism, the society is becoming less tactilely connected. And we're making the point here that even parents now, by their actions, teach kids that even though they quote-unquote love them as little kids, these kids need to toughen up as daddy and mommy have to work, etc., transmitting the lesson that love does not have to result in engagement and touch. That is, love can be non-engaging, love can be remote and non-sentient. The point, I'm going to camp here a little bit, because the point we're making here that is that the society is becoming less engaging, more isolated, and uh, these guys, Waite and Cornwell, have, have shown in their study of over 3,000 people in this article by the Journal of Health and Social Behavior, Waite and Cornwall have showed us that the more isolated people are, is the worse they rate their health, that their health, they feel that they're less healthy. Now, it, this is important for families to recognize that when we were deal, mismanaging rejection and we get more isolated, your family, your children, etc., are setting themselves up for less healthy lives in their own estimation. So, people might say, oh, rejection is not such a big deal. But our society, based on the studies that we are seeing, 
are not, is not, well, many in our society are not handling rejection well. We're seeing the school shootings, we're seeing the issue of suicide amongst alternative lifestyle, persons in alternative lifestyle communities, groupings. We're seeing now um, drug abuse and more alcohol abuse in these groups because that is a way in which they are trying to quote unquote cope with and manage um, and manage the the issue of rejection and these are not very good ways or ways that will not have very good impact on the welfare of persons if it is that they're taking drugs well definitely committing suicide is definitely a way not a way to improve welfare we feel uh, the quality of life and <clears throat> the issue now is that we're seeing people's health being affected when they're rejected and they go into isolation they go into their shell actually something i am very familiar with being what people would call an introvert however the point we're making is that there is an alternative way to deal with rejection and there is a way to even see rejection is a good thing because rejection can be a way in which you can learn acceptable behavior and if it is that you're part of a a community that is morally uh, morally sensitive which we feel the christ the real christian community is a morally sensitive morally conscious group if you're in a group of people that are connected to the divine father christ's father yahweh elohim and that group rejects you as a group it must mean that you are doing something wrong now we cannot say that about every group in that claims to be christian that's why we feel you have to be led by the holy spirit and the holy spirit is the spirit of christ so essentially we're making the point here that we can change our approach to rejection and manage rejection well we're going to be giving we have in this light draft i'm not sure if we're going to give all of this here in this in this in this rally but we have what we call a pcuf peakoff approach to managing rejection that will probably bookend with or some give you some of that however there is a way to manage rejection through the gospel christ showed us how to manage rejection and not break and not fall apart the power of the gospel tells us that if people reject our behavior that they can't reject the totality of who we are because as humans we're all connected by christ says in him we live move and have our being that's what the bible tells us all humans are connected through the through christ to each other and it is through love because he is love and those who give who submit to christ submit to love and it is through our love for each other that we're even able to overcome rejection i leave it there for now join us for the next segment in our books to mention segment we want to encourage you to read uh, of course jocko willink the way of the warrior kid it's on amazon and their various tracks buzzy the honeybee by lesnine nemhard and you can contact us for further details about this book as well as mango tales the story of Susie the Hummingbird. These three books are great uh, books that we encourage you to read and to share this with other, other parents and other family members and friends. 
So Lincoln, signing out for today and encouraging you to be nuclear. Christ understands rejection. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn FamTFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and militaracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you are present with us as we continue on this rally the about rejection and fear, the Light Rap series called Orphan King. This segment is letting us know that an important part of the gospel is that Christ understands rejection. We concluded the previous rally on the point that mismanaging rejection worsens our welfare. We see studies that show us about persons who engage in school shootings because of rejection by their peers and of course that ends up in a worse welfare for them and for their for other persons in the school setting we also see persons studies from uh, various researchers that teach us that persons who engage in alternate lifestyles uh, they when they are facing rejection from their family members many of them commit suicide and many of them engage in drug abuse and we also see that our health is affected by mismanagement of rejection where it is that persons now isolate themselves because of rejection and they stop connecting with people and they report that their health has worsened. We're now seeing that in our homes that many children are mismanaging rejection and they're being fed mixed signals by many parents. Many parents functionally abandon and reject, reject children. Children feel rejected at least when parents do not spend enough time with them. Many parents are absent from children because they have to care for them. They're single parents and well, they have to work and they often spend too much time or so much time away from home away from their children the children end up feeling rejected and neglected and they that <clears throat> that rejection is something that sends a mixed signal to children parents say they love them but then they never spend enough time with them and even when they're at home they often shun the children because they're tired they're stressed they have so much things to worry about especially when the house the the, the person's a single mother or a single dad and they have to be balancing their fears of the house on their own. Now, this is unfair and unbiblical. The unfair reject rejection, especially of children, is unfair and unbiblical. We reference 1 John 3 verse 1, John 3 verse 16, Leviticus 19, 18, Deuteronomy 10, 15, Proverbs 3 verse 12, and Ephesians 6 verse 4 in the Holy Bible. So as, peer, as parents here are responsible, we say for their kids' well-being whilst they are minors, parental and parental rejection and neglect is not healthy. Neglect and rejection by parents is not healthy. And of course, the context is that this is not the type of rejection that is meant for persons who consistently oppose the, 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 the moral code of the home and regardless of what the parents are doing to correct them and to discipline them they consistently refuse to submit to that rejection that's a different to, to the standards in the home 
This is a rejection just based on neglect, based on parents not caring enough to engage their children. Now, the Bible reveals that Christ suffered abandonment and he can understand being alone unfairly in his own right. Christ was rejected by his disciples and his God. In opposition to what some false teachers claim, God couldn't have been a bad parent as he never abandoned his son, but he abandoned the sin-cursed lamb of Isaiah 53 and John 1 verse 29 so we could be forgiven and reject sin. We're making this point here that many people teach that God is a bad father because he abandoned his son on the cross. Isaiah 53 John 1 29 sorry John St. John 1 verse 29 teach that Christ was the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Isaiah 53 teach that Christ is the suffering servant the son of man that was promised from in Genesis that a son a man would come the seed of the woman would come and would crush the, the, the snake even though he would be bit by the snake and he would suffer the venom of the snake he would take the punishment of the snake to free man from sin and if we return after the break we're going to continue on this topic is your scapegoat. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn Family Family.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage me to crush your feminacy and literacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're continuing on this manliness rally on the Light Rap series Orphan King on, reject, on managing rejection and fear. We're grateful for your presence with us today. We ended the previous segment on the, the point that Christ became the the Lamb of God who would take away the sin of the world so that we could be forgiven. And we were going into this discussion in St. John 1 verse 29 which revealed Christ as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. As we said, he is revealed as the suffering servant of Isaiah 53. This person who was promised from in Genesis when man fell, the human race fell, it is taught according to the biblical narrative that Adam and Eve ate this forbidden fruit, which we understand to be they took their own decisions about what was right and wrong. They made their own choices about what was right and wrong based on what felt right to them rather than the objective word of God. And depending on God for their moral compass, they determined that they would forsake God, they would reject God's word, reject God and embark on their own determination of right and wrong and God said that okay we're going to correct this and there's going to be uh, the seed of the woman who is going to come and defeat the snake the snake was who tricked Eve to go down this route and and sort of manipulate or manipulate her husband into this into uh, going down this road of abandoning or rejecting God so Christ became this 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 sacrificial lamb who would who is who we call a scapegoat nowadays there is this concept and we understand now that we've gotten this concept from the biblical narrative the concept of the scapegoat the person who takes on the blame for somebody else's 
for somebody else's crime and is rejected normally by that person whose blame they took so the scapegoat is coming from leviticus 16 verses 8 to 10 which is a practice of having they, they would have two sacrificial animals one was killed the other one they lay their hands on this goat this pure goat and he would be released in the wild and he would be abandoned by the community bearing the community's sins now christ took on that role and he he, he allows us as humans to attach to him to connect to him place our sins on him and he takes those sins away because we have shown as a community regardless of 613 mosaic laws ordinances and statutes regardless of millions of gallons of animal blood of human blood etc that people have spilled over the centuries of human existence we cannot bear our own sins christ is the only one who can bear those sins so christ cries out and it's because of, of, of rejection that Christ cries out for all abandoned people. All children around the world that have been abandoned by their parents, all people that have been abandoned by the society, the poor, the orphan, the widows, the strangers. Christ cries out for those people. In the same way that, that, Adam, that, um, that, that Abel's blood cried out from the dirt when he was killed by his brother, Christ cries out for those people who are suffering rejection and abandonment by their families, by their society. And Yahweh Elohim, the Father of Christ, wants us to address abandonment, to manage rejection. As he says, there are no orphans in the kingdom, Psalm 27, verse 10. David, I believe, says, when my mother and father forsake me, the Lord will take me up, the Lord will support me. Christ said, I will not leave you comfortless, or orphanos is the Greek word in John 14, verse 18. He says this to his believers. So we're making the point that the spirit that unjustly abandons believers is not the spirit of God. And those who fail to comfort the mourners, those who fail to support the orphans, the widows, the strangers, open themselves to an orphan end. We are encouraging all the persons in our vocal range to understand that Christ takes abandonment very seriously. Because as the key verse in St. Mark 13 tells us, he says, My God, my God, why have thou forsaken me? He was forsaken by God so that we could be accepted by God. When we unfairly reject people, especially the vulnerable of our society, we are spitting in the face of, of Christ because he says he's not going to leave his people comfortless. He takes very seriously when even in families, parents forsake and abandon their children unjustly. Children abandon their parents unjustly. He takes this very seriously when the leaders of a society and a community abandon their people. Religious leaders who are given this anointing and this power to lead people to a greater levels of love and care for each other. When those people do a sloppy job, when those people disrespect the office that God has given them and in essence leave the people they're supposed to be leading, lead, leave them without an effective leader, that is in essence rejecting the call of God on their life and leading people into destruction. Jesus takes that very, very seriously because he makes the promise that he will never leave us comfortless. He's not going to leave us as orphans because he's a king 
that understands what it is like to be an orphan. We're going to be continuing on the topic of Christ and rejection in the next segment. Stick around. Please keep those call-ins coming. We encourage your feedback and we thank you for your support. Lincoln here encouraging you to have a great day today and to represent for your family and to keep giving us ideas as as to areas and topics that you'd love that we should discuss in the area of male literacy or the literacy of being masculine. So have a great day and be nuclear. Rejection is a part of God's plan. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FamityFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush your feminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you are present for another Manliness Rally. We are continuing on the Light Raft series on Orphan King. And we are today, and this is of course looking at rejection and fear and how to properly manage rejection. We ended the last segment on the point that the Holy Spirit does not unjustly, unjustly abandon believers, abandon persons. However, we also make the point that rejection is a part of the disciplinary plan of God. He does say in the scriptures that he rejects the proud but gives grace to the humble. And that is, in a nutshell, a part of what God does, dependent on the heart of the, the, the disciple that is under his tutorship so today we're going to look at christ and rejection we know that the story of the human race is one that involves rejection from genesis 1 we are supposed to reject the temptation avoid oppose turn our back on the temptation to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil so we are we were created with a temptation that we were supposed to overcome through rejecting the tree of knowledge of good and evil and embracing the tree of life which is uh, an intimate relationship with christ so christ and rejection are very closely entwined and in mark 15 verse 33 which is our key 15 33 to 34 our key points the key verses that we are revolving this discussion around when Christ says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Mark 15.34, certainly that's in Mark 15.34, Mark 15.33, when he is on the cross, this is the context, Christ is crucified, he is on the cross and he is dying a slow and painful death. Mark 15.33 says there was a strange time of complete darkness at midday, which accompanied Christ's suffering on the cross. Midday is normally not a time of darkness. So we understand that there is something strange going on in the heavens at that time. This suffering from Christ followed taunting and ridicule when at Christ's disposal was the entire host of heaven. That includes angels, seraphims, cherubims, watchers, holy monsters, beasts, elders, death angels, Abaddon, etc. The whole of these resources, military arsenal and spiritual, powerful spiritual beings were available 
to avenge the dawn against his enemies. The dawn here we're referring to as Jesus Christ of Nazareth. But the cry that followed was not the justifiable and fear, fierce battle cry one would expect from a violated and rejected unstoppable monarchy, monarch. We are making the point that Christ, it would have been fear in terms of how we as humans think, as regular humans would think, you know, uh, faulty and flawed humans would think that if we had so much power and people were disrespecting us, rejecting us, embarrassing us, taunting us in such a brazen way, there would be very little, we, very few of us, if any, would, have, would resist that temptation to unleash the vengeance of our military army on those who were, 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 were teasing us, teasing, teasing him. But where the cry that followed him, the, the cry that followed that taunting was not a battle cry. Instead, there was a loud cry of despair, a loud cry of anguish. And the Hebrew says, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabachthani. And my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? That's what came out of Christ's mouth in the face of the taunting. Now, a Christian's battle cry is one of divine surrender. In the face of rejection and suffering, Christ humbly surrendered to his Father's will, more so than responding with any entitlement. Now, we're going to camp here on this matter of entitlement where entitlement is really the right to use power, the right to use force, the right to some benefit and some, some, uh, some the right of power. And here we see that there's no other human on the face of the planet that had any more, any superior right to use force than Christ. Many persons falter in life because of entitlement, I feel, and the scriptures show this all throughout. Entitlement normally leads to pride and leads to, to arrogance and a misuse of power. And when somebody who feels entitled is rejected, they respond in much more venom than somebody who is humble. If a young man, say for example, feels that he is uh, a Casanova, and here comes a little a little nobody girl and he calls to her from his brand new testarossa vehicle and it's tricked out with the latest um, the latest rims etc and she totally blows him off and embarrasses him in front of his friends there's probably going to be a violent response to that kind of embarrassment because he feels entitled to a good response from her and there's so many other issues of entitlement that person's face when when that, that that they that encourage people to mismanage rejection a child in a home that always gets appreciation no matter whether he does good whether he do, he or she does good or bad oh great job son great job great job from both mom and dad even when the child sucks at a particular a particular task and they're not doing a task well and even when they're misbehaving they're encouraged and they're given compliments that child ends up feeling entitled that child goes to school goes to child care and the child care providers do not treat that child with the same doesn't don't give him that him or her that congratulation that constant enablement 
from that that he is used to at home he or she is used to at home and the child is goes into a fit they 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 act out in the most demonic and terrible way around in that facility because of the different response that they get they are rejected their behavior is not encouraged the child care provider or the school teacher tells them that uh, that they can't uh, they, they need to go and see the principal and that behavior is rejected and that rejection they respond in a very terrible way sometimes leading to school shootings as we pointed out earlier so we are making this point and we're going to end here today to make the point that parents leaders um, business owners etc in how we lead in how we manage homes whether it is home whether it is a business whether it is a religious a religious assembly congregation church whatever it's called in your ear in your neck of the woods we can be so careful about this thing of entitlement where some people are always enabled and felt as if they have a right to be accepted and regardless of their behavior we're trying to make the point that rejection is a useful way of discipline in the sense that it can encourage and incentivize good behavior and disincentivize bad behavior we're going to pause there for now and we encourage you Stick around for the next segment. You or someone you know are interested in buying, selling, or investing in real estate in Naples, Florida. Give Rashid Wellesley a call at 239-207-2955. That's 239-207-2955. God's plan includes rejection. You can hear from Turn to Burn for EmptyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're continuing on our Light Raft series, Orphan King, addressing how to properly manage rejection. Grateful that you're here with us today. We ended our previous segment on the issue that entitlement makes persons, makes it more difficult for people to deal with rejection. And we're going to be continuing from that. And we said that in the last segment, entitlement was where persons feel that they are owed a certain that they are that they're they're owed a certain right or a certain privilege sometimes when we are doing right and we don't understand the long darkness in our lives maybe it's time for us to cry out to our heavenly father instead of acting entitled and focusing on the darkness and rejection the rejection the taunting and the darkness are a part of the plan we were making a point that Christ would be the most entitled human ever to walk the face of this planet. And he put aside his entitlement as the Son of God with access to angels of all kinds and forms and shape, access to all the resources that one could think about. And he put that aside, the, the entitlement that he had in order to serve us, in order to deal with the rejection that we were supposed to face. Now, we're going to encourage you to do an exercise today. 
and to give us a contact on our media or your email connected take a minute think about someone you haven't seen or engaged with in a while try to remember the last discussion you had with them if you have their number or their ig or social media or if they're near to you reach out to them if you can't reach them pray for them now and share how you felt doing this we encourage you to do this exercise and let us know how you feel doing this the title passage which is st mark 15 verses 33 to 34 takes place at the ninth hour which apparently in jewish culture is the hour of confessional prior i remember that today i was working at this time i wasn't confessing any sins i wasn't praying were you praying isn't it interesting that the blameless christ was crying out at about 3 to 4 p.m for us today which for hebrews is called the main core hour of confessional prayer the innocent christ cried out as our intercessor at the exact time we should be in prayer crying out for and confessing our own sins and our own rejections of god god answered our main call with the gift of his own sin-free lamb when we often are not crying out website churchleaders.com referenced research showing that although 84 percent of their usa sample prayed in the last week less than five percent prayed in church and just 16 percent of pastors are very satisfied with their personal prayer life this research research shows that in the usa our spiritual leaders seem to have generally forsaken or rejected their prayer lives and people largely have rejected churches as a house of prayer i reference that today because you know in today I'm, I'm getting ready now to go to what church is called a bible study and a prayer meeting and we see so many persons will turn up on a sunday and engage in what we call worship and all these things but then when it's time to pray when it's time to engage with god in a more intense manner and to study his word more deeply then we see less than a quarter if that much of that regular sunday quote-unquote worshippers excuse me turn up to participate the point we're making here is that christ was rejected and he embraced that rejection despite being entitled to not being rejected by man we however with our our crusty and deceptive track record of morality feel that we can reject god we can hold on to some entitled feeling that people owe us some kind of behavior and god owes us something and we reject him many times because we feel that god has not turned up for us in the way that we feel he should we feel entitled even to god and god owes us something god owes us a good life god owes us these things and we have rejected him many times and i think we can generalize that because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god the point we're making today is that for us to handle rejection we need to get to the point to see that christ embraced rejection for us and he put his entitlement aside and he was one that or is one because he is still alive and he's still reigning and he has people who are who have taken up the mantle of 
embracing rejection for others because they love them. What we're encouraging people to do, including males, is to put aside entitlement because rejection is a part of the plan. The plan of God includes rejection, includes our own rejection because we're supposed to be rejected by the world. If we are accepted by the world, then you're definitely not on God's side because the world opposes Christ and if the world accepts you that means you oppose Christ as well we're going to pause here for this and we're going to continue in the next segment stick around hey parent line bonus feature I guess <laughs> so here it is what I tell my boys all the time is it's not my job to raise boys. I have a job in my life that I've been given and it's to take you and turn you into a man. I have to figure that out. We have to figure it out together. And that is my primary mission in life. So if it's tough, great. If you don't like it, awesome. But I'm not supposed to make you feel good all the time. I'm trying to forge a young boy into a man, and it's not an easy task. So <laughs> that's the rundown. Uh, feel free to steal it if you like it, or tell me why it should be criticized. <laughs> See ya. Rejection leads to elevation. Lincoln here from Turn to Burn, FantyFamily.com's transformational man cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're continuing with us on this Manliness Rally. This is a Light Raft series uh, entitled Orphan King on rejection and fear managing rejection. The problem we are addressing is that when we mismanage rejection, it can lead to our destruction and it can lead to our demotion. But when we manage rejection well, we can receive elevation in the kingdom of heaven. We can become more like love. We ended the previous segment. We're grateful that you're present with us. If I, if I think I'm probably repeating myself. The uh, previous segment showed us that, of course, Christ faced rejection. And that the people who he left on this planet, his, his, his diaspora, his in a sense descendants in a spiritual sense the christian the christian community people who claim that brand have largely rejected him they've rejected per they have rejected um, discipleship there's a whole range of rejection that the world and those claiming to be christian have manifested we have shown that the research is showing us that people are not praying in churches anymore significantly in the west and the people are and, and leaders of religious congregations are very dissatisfied with their personal prayer lives and it appears that these religious leaders have forsaken an intimate relationship with god christ faced rejection from before his birth as even his adopted earth father, a brother called Joseph, almost disowned Jesus' mother, Mary, and via the Mosaic law, could have had her stoned. The title passage, Matthew, sorry, Mark 15, 33-34, is a fulfillment of a psalm that preceded Psalm 23. 
before the Lord became our shepherd, we know that Psalm 23, the Lord is the Lord is our shepherd. Psalm, before Psalm 23, Christ was the despised lamb that was prophesied in Psalm 22. The crucifixion cry was literally prophesied in Psalm 22, verse 1, where he says, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? The title passage sees Christ's rejection by his creation, his followers, his Jewish people, who chose a terrorist named Barabbas when given the chance to free Christ, and soon Christ would be rejected by his God. He was, in a sense, an orphan and a king. The biblical narrative declares that Christ showed us that a man can face his greatest fear and rejection and win. We're making this clear, I think, uh, aspect of the, the messianic, the gospel, the good news that we don't need to fear rejection. We, in flesh, we can face our deepest, darkest fears. We can face rejection and we can win. We can come out on top. Christ knew he was heading towards the ultimate rejection when he went to Jerusalem. He cried. He asked his dad, Yahweh, three times to let the cup of his wrath pass from him. His sweat became as blood, the scriptures say, and yet still the answer from his father or heavenly father was no. Sometimes no is a divine answer to some of our prayers and not a demonic attack. The cross led to the only time we hear Abba Yahweh say no to his lamb, Christ. The cross led to the only time Christ ever faced divine rejection, as sin produces divine rejection even when placed on Christ. Many people feel that there are certain people who are exempt from the consequences of sin. This point here that Christ, even Christ faced rejection because of sin should let us know how much more are we susceptible to the consequence of sin when we are no more holy than Christ. Christ is the holiest human to ever walk this planet according to the Bible, which we believe is true. We have sinned as Romans 3 tells us we have fallen short of the glory of God and sin on us will has, has even more devastating impact than when we look at what sin did to Christ and when we understand that the cross resulted in Christ being totally deformed, he was beaten beyond recognition and then to understand that in the spiritual it seems that the suffering was even worse than what his body went through, that his spirit seemed to have been dejected and facing the fact that he was rejected by his God, placed him under so much tremendous pressure, tremendous torture and tribulation on that cross beyond what his body went through. This is what sin does. This is what happens when we reject God. That cross shows us that even on Christ, sin has tremendously devastating consequences. Christ shows us, however, that we can manage our greatest rejection and be better afterwards as regardless of the fact that he suffered that horrible death on Calvary. He, Christ, resurrected and in flesh was elevated to Yahweh's right-hand throne. His elevation came through the proper management of rejection.
we're going to pause there we know you may have a lot of questions and comments but we want to let that simmer a little bit and we don't want to give you an overload we encourage you to share your views with us to share this with friends and colleagues and listen out for the next segment can manage rejection through Christ. Lincoln here from TurnToBurnFamilyFamily.com's Transformational Man Cave, where we encourage males to crush effeminacy and maliteracy and aspire to domestic excellence. We're grateful that you're still present with us and we are coming to the conclusion of this manliness rally, this light raft series on the orphan king on how to manage rejection and how to address the fear that comes from the rejection. That is a part of life. We ended the previous segment. We're grateful that you're present with us today. We ended the previous segment on the point that Christ was elevated because of how he managed rejection. We went through a whole range of issues regarding rejection. We defined it, we looked at the impact that it has on many, many persons, many groups of our society. We looked at the gospel and rejection. Now we're looking at how can we apply this concept of uh, rejection management through Christ. We started out very early in the, seg- in the rally saying that we had a PCUF, PCUF, uh, management system for rejection and Christ this is based on following Christ's approach to managing rejection we will give you the P and the C and we'll leave the U and the F to those that become a part of our family family and register for our rejection management course online at familyfamily.com in the end of in that uh, closing book end to the show Christ's approach to managing rejection shows us how the Holy Spirit empowers us to approach this concept and phenomenon of rejection. We determined that rejection is a part of our life. We're supposed to live rejecting the tree of knowledge of good and evil, which is the temptation to make up our own morality, our own decisions about right and wrong as we go along, rather than trusting God to handle that and we simply follow his determination of right and wrong, which is determined by his Holy Spirit. When he created us, for example, he did not create us with a Bible. There was no need for it because he would would fellowship with us, he says, in the cool of the day. And he himself became, or, or his spirit was in us, essentially, because he breathed into man and he became a living soul. His spirit refers to his nature, his vitality, his breath. His breath is was in Adam and uh, Adam and Eve as the first humans. And that breath is what would animate their actions and their choices. They had choice, but that choice was governed by the Spirit of God. And that is what we are back to when we become Christians again. And that Spirit helps us to manage rejection, manage decisions, well-managed choices, manage how we proact to how people treat us. And the first element in the PCUF rejection management is to be peaceful. In Christ's case, he held his peace consistently throughout his journey. He was peaceful when being beaten, when tried, and that's in Matthew 26, verse 63. He was peaceful when sentenced by Pontius Pilate, and that's in Matthew 27, 12, Matthew 27, 
and uh, verse 12, Matthew 27 and Matthew 12, I believe 24, I'll confirm that. And he was peaceful when nailed to the cross. So, and I think the sentence, the Pontius Pilate reference is Matthew 27, 12. If not, you can send me a shout out or a correction by email. So, Christ being mute was a great present, and us being mute for God is a great gift as humans love to quote unquote give people a piece of our mind in hostile situations don't do that be quiet often when you are silent god speaks to and for you and vice versa so the p in peacock speaks to being peaceful the c speaks to being conscious christ maintained a connection with his father despite being covered with man on kind's filth of sin on him on the cross. He prayed and was even taking care of his mom's well-being whilst on the cross. He remained conscious excuse me, through prayer <clears throat> and he remained selfless while facing rejection. We can also do a concept that we call praise breathing here. We described that in the series on Flame You earlier, sorry, not earlier this year, last year, I believe. So we're suggesting the P here being to be peaceful when, when you're being rejected and to be quiet, to quiet down yourself, still yourself, and the C to be conscious, to be aware. And we suggest that we pray and we can also praise, breathe, which is a as a technique that we suggest here where you can focus on God with your breath. You breathe in and you praise him and you breathe out and you praise him. Praise it, meaning congratulate him. Thank you for this breath. Thank you for this breath, Father. And that is a way in which we can be conscious of him when we are being rejected. Now, the U and the F, we just make, you know, U is for understanding and F is for forgiving. And we go a little bit more in those in our course. So, ultimately, Christ put himself in the position of those offending him. He was their scapegoat, and he knew what that entailed. As Christians, we follow him in being loving to those who reject us, understanding that their elevation often involves them initially rejecting us. So, we are going to conclude on this. We're going to urge you to become a part of our family family. Sign up for PCOF rejection management course at the end we want to big up some people across the world we want to highlight their their martyrdom their embrace of rejection because there are a group of people who love jesus so much that they embrace rejection they embrace rejection by family by friends by society all across the world and these are real martyrs for christ and these people include a sister and i believe she's in pakistan called asia bibi there's also a guy who was pre recently released in about 20, I think the end of 2017 from Eastern European area called Peter Jacek or Jacek. And of course, we have to big up Richard Wormbrand. He's not with us in flesh anymore, but he is the one who I believe started Voice of the Martyrs Ministry. And he has a great movie out, I hear, I haven't seen it myself, called, um, called Tortured for Christ. And that movie is something that we encourage you to see. I've read the book a couple of years ago, and I do hope the, the movie is, is honest to, to the testimony of Richard Wormbrand, a man who was beaten, a man who was 
who even in his beating his rejection of his in in his society in his country he kept faithful to the lord and he forgave those who were torturing him because of his faith watchman Nee, also another great man in the past he has also transitioned to the afterlife and he he is one of those that he was tortured in asia for the gospel north korean heroes that are alive like aicha and he were young these are persons i still believe that they are imprisoned but i believe asia bb may have been released i think late last year i believe there was some intervention by the u.s government and others on her behalf and that is something that we're very grateful for so we encourage you to have a great day and this is the end of the live draft series orphan king if you want more on this contact us at our information in the book end so stick around for the next segment thank you so much man up it's amazing how normals can be redefined metro now the benchmark and despite being misbehaving males love being well shaven shiny nails and pubes brazilian waxed although manliness eludes our grasp a real man mangled by his grandpa's standards crafting a, crafting a world filled with moral hazards a deleterious defection of adverse selection a man stands fallen with every erection and it's interesting how things got messed up it's a man down replacing man up males focused on living dressed up females left wearing the pants women now taking lead in romance and illegal dance proposing to males who then become housekeepers poor house sweepers men even trying to breastfeed robbing homes of the one thing that it still needs a man with the dna of his divine father his detached scrotum loosely dangles from his wife who balances husband and kids on top of her life and all this was doubled over by her menstrual cramps greeted by the hot flashes as her estrogen dries up and her man reaches a midlife crisis that sees younger tits make his crotch rise up and he forsakes his ring because of the serpent's stale lies his family's bank account declines as his mistresses rise and it's interesting how things got messed up his man down replacing man up males focus on living dressed up females left wearing the pants lincoln here from turn to burn vantyfamily.com's transformational man cave we are grateful that you have fully consumed and experienced another manliness rally we do encourage you to do a couple of things to animate yourself to greater levels of manliness visit us at www.famtyfamily.com as well as join our facebook family at famtyfamily.com and email us at connect at famtyfamily.com have a great day today and be nuclear